What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us today is the very talented, our good friend, Ms. Kong Likes. Hey, so happy to be here. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Organ for the man. You can email us info at mograph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We're on mograph.com. If you want to check us out there, you can hit us up if you want to uh, maybe join us on the Slack. There's a lot of people in the Slack. So mm -hmm. come join us there. If you want to hang out on video Discord with us all day, you can do that too. Just come on mm -hmm. in. Uh, just ask us for a little invite. We're also uh, selling uh, courses on our site, mograph.com. Slash classes, if you want to check that out. You've also got uh, MoGraph.com slash TV. Turn it on. Yank the knob off. Matt's watching it right now. You can watch MoGraph 24 I've had it on this whole time. I didn't turn it on right before the show. Yeah, you can learn from Chris Schmidt. You can learn from uh, uh, all the Maxon peeps. You can mm -hmm. watch all sorts of shows, including ours. It's on mm -hmm. there sometimes. It's live on there right now. How about that? And that's about it for uh, my spiel. So I'm going to get into the stuff of the week, which is number one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> number one. Camp updates. Let's yes. talk about camp updates. There are there's so a lot. many camp updates. Uh, Not Dave, that many. There's a little bit. Go to campmograph.com. Oh, sure. I can you do can that. Bring it up and maybe go over to the fireside chats. Because we are super, super excited. We just added our third and final fireside chat, Elise Kelly. Uh, super excited to have her on board. She is um, the creative director and founder of Neon Zoo. She's done a ton of great work and uh, uh, won some really awesome awards. So we're super excited to have her sit down and talk to everyone. It's going to be mm -hmm. an awesome fireside chat. Um, we awesome. also have added two more um two more workshops are they in to, here are they posted uh, yeah they are okay, you cool. can go down. i haven't been yep. on the site which uh, ones are you talking about um mitch monson and natasha wozniak uh super excited to Ooh, add them on know. board natasha is going to be doing some pewter metallurgy i think is how you pronounce it <laughs> Uh, we're basically going to be creating some cool stuff in pewter. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then Mitch Monson is going to be doing a workshop on pitching, uh, which I think I think that's it's something. Uh, basically, anytime we bring on a workshop instructor, it's because I want to do that. <laughs> I, want to <laughs> teach, I, I want to learn. So uh, I'm super excited to have both of them on board. Uh, this is going to be a camp filled with stuff that I want to do. So very exciting. <laughs> Well, we were talking um, about this yes, before the show because there's like, there's are these like different things like pewter and you've got like cosmic photography mm -hmm. and you've got 3D printing, but these are all MoGraphers who do this stuff. Yes. Like that's yeah. what's so cool about it, you know? It's very, very cool. Yeah. And so um, one last thing, uh, camp updates. Um, we added in, uh, we talked to the camp 
we knew there's a lot of demand for the for tickets there always is mm-hmm. you know for the past few years so we wanted to make sure you know that everyone was able to come in some way form or fashion um so we we talked to the camp um about uh camping tickets like adding tenting. camping to tent tickets tenting. yes yeah so you know this will be good for like maybe people who are local or you know um people who don't necessarily want to bunk in a cabin who are who want to camp anyway so we decided to add some camp uh, some camp tent tickets as well um it it will not have you know it's basically you bring your own tent yeah, you pitch a tent there, and then you get to enjoy all the fun festivities and everything. Um, really, the only difference between the cabin ticket and the tent ticket is, you know, you're bringing your own place to sleep, which we did discount it about a hundred dollars for the ticket, so it's nine ninety nine for those. Um, uh, but you know, bathrooms are all communal shared anyway, so you won't have right. to worry about any of that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I am joining the tenting crew. So, you know, you'll get to hang out with me. That's cool. And listen to me snore, which will be great. So um, I'm going to bring one of those big bell dome tents. It's going to be killer. I'm super excited about it. (laughs) Dome tents. And Uh, then let's see. Was there anything else? Yes, there is. There's the video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, a new video. We got Mr. Puppet Guy, who I don't think we've named quite yet. Matt, uh, Matt, uh, Mark has a name for him, I think, but I don't know if that's <laughs> official yet. Sure, uh, I, I, but we, I, I say make it canon. Right? Not, why not? <laughs> what's his name again? What did he call him? Uh, I don't something know. Something weed related. I don't like know. Dank McCloudy or something. Something I don't know. like that. <laughs> Dank McCloudy pants. Buzz Mc. Buzz, Buzz Mc, 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 McKeith pants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. He'll put it in the. Stupid. He'll put it in the thing here. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and watch his latest video uh, about ticket sales. Here it is. The time has come to secure your boarding pass for Camp Mograph. Tickets go on sale at noon Eastern time, April 20th. Set an alarm and head over to CampMograph.com. These tickets are like shooting stars. They'll go fast. But don't panic. Our state-of-the-art system will give you plenty of time to check out. Make sure to enter your camper information correctly so we can prepare for your arrival. Your creativity will soar to new heights at Camp Mograph. But please leave the moonwalking to us professionals. Over and out! So there it is. There it Yay. is. And uh, if you were watching closely, you might see a couple clues to some things. And unfortunately, people have already found those clues. So it's yep. too late. So, you know, Congratulations maybe. to Francisco yes. for finding the hidden cabin ticket. ticket. Yep. There was yeah. one available. There was one. And, and it wasn't easy. I didn't know. Oh, Julie says Captain Kush. Oh, and Mark put it in. Mark put it in. Captain Kush. (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll focus group that and get back to you. Uh, There's, um, there was the hidden cabin, and we had kind of a little, little, uh, not a riddle, but just kind of a puzzle to solve. Mm -hmm. We didn't know. We kind of made it not too hard, but not too difficult because we didn't know if anyone was going to pick up on it. But Francisco found the ticket in six hours of posting the video. So yeah. congrats. You don't yeah. have to worry about scrambling for a ticket next week. So He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for those who are uh, unaware, 
who are just now listening, crawling mm-hmm. out from under your rock. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets go on sale April 20th at 12 Eastern. So make sure you are ready to go. Um, you know which ticket you want. There's three different options. You can check out campmograph.com to see. Uh, but just make sure that you are ready to go because they'll go quick. <laughs> Buzz McBuzzed. Buzz. <laughs> it was an right. Easter egg on Easter. See? Yeah. See what we did there? Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about is uh, NAB. NAB is coming up quick for us, especially. We are leaving tomorrow to go start mm-hmm. setting up for Sunday. So make sure that you have your tickets for everything. I know that technically the tickets for the Carry Monkey are sold out right now. Mm-hmm. We have kind of a buffer because I didn't even reserve myself a ticket and stuff. But I, I think we're going to be okay with that. If there's an issue, just come talk to us. We can probably work it out. The main thing is that we have a capacity at the karaoke place. But I don't think everybody's going to be like there the whole time, you know. So mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. So just come yeah. find us at NEB. Also, don't forget that. I'm, did don't I say Tuesday? Me. That's Monday. Dave. That's Monday. I I will just I promise notice. that you can have one, and then he'll get mad at me. No, so. you you. We have to make sure because <laughs> if we have two hundred people show up, they're going to be kind of mad at us. So yeah, uh, that is Monday. Tuesday's the Maxon Pinball event. Make sure that you get your wristband at the Maxon booth. Mm-hmm. Sunday, the first night is the MoGraph meetup. So make sure you go to MoGraphMeetup.com for that. Then, uh, I think that's it for NAB. Just come find us. Get on mm-hmm. the Slack. We're we're just we're everywhere all the time. We're just hanging out and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to like hit us up and be like, "Where are you at?" Or other people at NAB. Then we've got. After that, we come back and we scramble and we get ready for Dat Dat Tour, though. Dat Tour. Dat Tour is coming to a lot of cities. The only ones that you can buy a ticket for right now is Dallas. The web address for that is gotodat.com. It's yes. not dat.com. It's gotodat.com. Yes. So if you go there, you're going to be able to get information um, as it comes out about the event. If you would like to sign up for the little newsletter thingy so that we can send stuff to you when there's more info, like when we release more tickets for other events uh, that are coming up, you can see there's a ton of cities that we're coming to. The tickets mm-hmm. right now are available for Dallas. You can see all the people coming. Um, EJ, Chris, and Winbush are going to be the staples of the event with Matthias emceeing that part of the event uh, mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, first section of the event then we're going to have a panel discussion that doubles as the podcast for the week in dallas it's going to be alex parker barton damer uh gustav sasha mark fancher ryan talbot travis ragsdale and us will be there uh sorry i'm trying to go fast because i really want to get to colin (laughs) and, and do our show uh so make sure you get tickets for that um Anything else? Anything else? We uh, to talk the, about? the tickets are twenty dollars. Uh, they, uh, at least for this event, they will include your parking pass because you'll need a parking pass for it. Um, and for those who uh, do not have a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. I believe it does come with a it comes with a parking pass. We will email you your parking pass before. The no, event. If, uh, your ticket uh, does it include? Is it the three month uh, uh, trial of? Oh, uh, Maxon One, I oh, believe. Oh, 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 
Uh, yes, I'll read you. Customers. I will oh, read you the sorry. copy, um, yes. which is each attendee will receive a free ninety day license of Maxon One, which includes Cinema 4D, Forger, ZBrush, Redshift, and Red Giant. Asterisk. Asterisk. You must register and attend the event in order to receive a. Attendance benefits. Max on one yes. license is valid on new subscriptions only. Redemption requires a credit card on file for auto renewal, which may be canceled before the 90 days is up. Void were prohibited. No purchase necessary. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there you go. So cool, um, cool benefits for those who, you know, may or not may not be in the Maxon uh, ecosphere, you know, who want to come and, you know, it's a pretty good deal right there. Oh, also, we should probably thank our sponsors, Dell Technologies, yes. Render, mm-hmm. NVIDIA, and Tool Farm. And uh, you know what? I totally didn't uh, thank the sponsors oh, for Camp MoGraph. we got more sponsors. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that Keeping right Colin now, waiting here. All right, I'm let's sorry. do it. Let's do it. Big shout out to our camp sponsors as well. Um, our global sponsor, Otoy. Super excited to have them on board. Our two village sponsors, Maxon and Spilt. And then our uh, integration gold sponsor, Grayscale Gorilla. Super excited to have them on board. Thank you to all of our sponsors for all the events and things that we're doing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Colin, we're hoping that you could possibly join us if you come to Half Res, which is, I think, September 8th. Don't quote me on that. September 8th, yes. But the DAT tour will be in the same location morning of, and then the celebration portion will be Half Res. So, you know, we'll get some fun local Chicago peeps and, and... you know, maybe not local, but close by peeps like you yeah. to come and uh, hang out, hopefully, and and uh, talk about stuff and things. And great. yeah, it'll be great. So, wow, that was a long uh, yeah. intro. Thank segment. you for bearing with us. Yes. we had a lot of laundry to clear out. Yes, <laughs> especially because next week we're not going to have a show because we're going to be yes. doing NAB. So we wanted to make sure everybody was aware of what was coming up. Before the you know before uh, uh, all the madness of like Camp MoGraph ticket sales and everything yeah. happens, uh, we will be we will be the day we come back from NAB is the day tickets go on sale. Mm-hmm. So we had to delay our flight that day so we could be around for ticket sales in case the website decides to be funky, right. you know. So, anywho, let's move on to you, Colin, and let's talk about. What you've been up to since you were on the show last? We don't. We mm-hmm. won't go into your backstory. People can go listen to the previous episode if they want to yes. hear that. We want to know what you're doing now. Yeah, it, I, when I looked back to the other episode and saw it was 2020, I couldn't believe it. Right? Um, no. Yeah, that was wild. Since then, I had a baby. Congratulations! So, mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> He'll be two in May. So. The whole world of, of parenting and still, you know, trying to be an artist and everything, um, that's taken up a lot of my brain space. <laughs> um, as it does. Yes, as it does, as nature intends. Miss Rachel um, kind of soaks in, you know. Oh, yeah. She's like my best friend now. <laughs> right. Um, are you working from home or are you working in the studio? I'm working from home Monday and Friday. Cool. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday going into Detroit. Neat. Neat. Yeah, I guess, you know, the the biggest change, I have some other side, you know, other projects, but the biggest thing that maybe people have heard about is um, Gunner being acquired by Duolingo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I work for the Big Green Owl. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually have slippers on right now that we all oh, got. Oh, amazing. Oh, yes. Early, 
as my son says, "Ow shoes." Ow shoes. Ow shoes. That's so funny. Yeah, so that's been wild. That was um, basically the talks were rumbling around last summer, mm-hmm. but they, Duolingo had been basically like a, our main client through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that became kind of like a love affair that we had with them. They were just so wonderful to work with. Um, so yeah, they kept coming back to us being like, what if we could just um, put a ring on it, you know? Yeah. They were either going to, they needed to up the amount of animation that was happening in the app. Mm-hmm. They're just doing all kinds of experimental things. Um, and they said, we love working with you, but we need to lock it in. So it's either you guys or we're going to have to just hire a bunch of other animators and, and not work with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So it was about, yeah, last fall that we were able to announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was wild. So we're kind of in our second quarter third quarter i think in quarters now by the way guys because i'm a corporate lady (laughs) right um yeah we started in october so it's it's been a minute and we're finally kind of getting used to it but everybody who was at gunner came over Mm -hmm. um so we had updated a building we actually like renovated a new space um that's cool and that's the same and yeah so a lot of it feels the same a lot of it feels different (laughs) Mm mm-hmm how do you in, how do you go through that integration process? Like how many people were there before this happened? Before the at Gunner or Duolingo at uh, Gunner, um, I think about ten artists. Okay, and so um, did that and, a couple, and two or th- three producers. Oh, okay. okay. So you had a pretty big team, and when you do that, like, do you just say, okay, no, we're dedicated fully? to you guys now or do you keep the clients you had how does that part work yeah the, actually we talked about all kinds of different situations like mm-hmm. that um oh you you mean sort of like when we decided to make the yeah. switch yeah like wrapping up other clients mm-hmm. yeah do you say sorry we're, we're not available anymore yeah. at all or do you say we're still going to work with you like is that supplemental income for duolingo or do they just go away we did talk about that model, but we ended up deciding to just make a clean cut. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it was. There was a while where we thought we were still going to be Gunner with the mm-hmm. G hand, but mm. sort of inside of Duolingo. And mm-hmm. the way I was describing that was almost like you know, like the Sephoras that are in JC Penney's. Yes. Right. Or Coles. Um, <laughs> but like, I yeah. think it was just from their end, it was just really confusing and like sets a weird precedent for other branches you know other areas of the company mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. caused a lot of confusion and it would have been hard to sort of i don't know explain mm-hmm. to other people right um, yeah and make it work on a big scale so when that happened did you end up bringing more people on did you just stay where you are for the time being or did you have to scale up um we didn't we didn't really have to scale up because in Pittsburgh, where Duolingo's headquarters are, um, they had another like 10, 15 artists. They just really? added a bunch of people too. Okay. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, but so were it's they a really like, similar number. Sorry, were, were they print artists, web artists, or were they motion graphics already? They're animators. Yeah. Okay, great. Wow. Wow. And because they were hired directly to Duolingo, they are more character based people. Mm-hmm. Um, really talented people over there that we had sort of gotten to know. Um, but when we first started working with Duolingo, there were two animators. 
mm-hmm. for this whole app. It's like the number one language learning app in the world. Mm-hmm. And there were so many places they wanted to use animation, and it was two guys holding up, you know, the project. Um, who they did amazing things. Um, but yeah, the team grew a lot, and so now, yeah, we we have these sort of two teams. We go to Pittsburgh a lot, and people are starting to come to Detroit more often. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Cancun together. Everybody Ooh, at Duolingo amazing. goes to Cancun every year. <laughs> that's um, awesome. So it's a bonding experience. Yeah, of course. So but we question- have to get to know people, you know. And and do you have to get to know the languages? That's the question. You, you yeah. dig it in the app Why are you right. to, you know, do your deal, Duolingo for the day? Right, right. That's funny. It's not a requirement. Um, right. but, but it's encouraged. We realized, like, the people who don't really do it um, are actually a little more out of the loop with the way that m- motion works in the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's people keep their streaks up. Try to, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just a fun cultural thing. Um, there's little incentives and stuff, but it's not necessarily required. Yeah. Right. The people who are keeping their streaks up are hardcore, too. Yeah. There's some hardcore users out there. <laughs> I saw I saw this TikTok. Uh, it was on New Year's New Year's Day or something like that, where they were doing the countdown, right? And they reached midnight, and they're like, "Happy New Year!" And then someone said, "I forgot to do my duel." <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> oh no! That's Hopefully, good. there's a there's a streak freeze that you can use if you skip right, a day. Right. I've done that before too. <laughs> I I think the uh, uh, so. Duolingo, I always really enjoyed it when I first was introduced to it, but you know, I kind of stepped away from it from a little mm-hmm. while. When I got back on TikTok, I will tell you the people doing the marketing for TikTok with Duolingo are amazing. Like yeah. they're hilarious. I, I, I can't even believe and some of the stuff they do, like the uh the scrub daddy uh uh <laughs> grouping together or, or what they did that, that was pretty that was pretty wild i didn't see that pretty fun what is that uh, about there's this whole backstory too about duo well some we have a costume of the actual mm-hmm. owl that people yeah. go around it i think someday one magical day somebody twerked in it and yes. it looked really <laughs> funny <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just kind of taken off um <laughs> yeah that marketing team is hilarious did you guys see the april fools no, I didn't. What was it? Oh my gosh! Um, they made a trailer, and I think that we put it out on like March twenty eighth. That looked like a dating show that we made with. Yes, Peacock. I did. I did see that. Yeah, and you got so, like some like famous person or something. Francesca. Yeah, Francesca. Yes. I don't know who that is. I've I've just heard people <laughs> say I would watch that if it was actually Francesca. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she she's kind of like she's actually on a lot of the dating shows on Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it looks real. I mean, we were surprised. They even joke about pushing somebody off a balcony and everyone still is like, was this real? (laughs) I would watch this. Um, which I think it's a great show though, because, uh, as a 90 day fiance fan, I'm Uh sorry. I am. Um, so much of what's hilarious about that show is like things falling through the cracks, like linguistically. Um, so there's a lot of interesting material there. It's like cross cultural spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's they're fun. they're a great they're a great team. Do y'all have any input into some of the marketing stuff, or is a lot of what mm-hmm. you're doing app based? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, marketing would be separate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
it's so interesting coming into an app like this and seeing how an app works from the inside out. The animation team gets requests from other okay. parts of the company. So sometimes there are requests for marketing, but yeah, the TikTok is kind of a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny too, because <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So <clears throat> we'll see Francesca here in a second. I think her face made it really feel real. Well, other parts of her too. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> so everyone speaks a different language. Uh huh. That's the gag. Oh, um, okay, I like that. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> and so she has to like learn French to be mm-hmm. able to like speak to her boyfriend or whatever. Oh, that's funny. And actually, we got we got NBC to work with us. Peacock. You see their name on really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're gonna take us down for you know copyright infringement. <laughs> they right? probably will. Yeah. This. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's it is fun to work with a company that has a sense of humor. It's yeah. not a big company in terms of the tech world, mm-hmm. but it is really big compared to like I don't know studios. Gunner was like under fifteen people, and Duolingo's over seven hundred. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a big change, but they have a great sense of humor. Um, mm-hmm. It's like they have a different word for everything. Ah, uh-huh. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I uh, I had a hard time keeping up with my streak back in the day. I tried to do it. Um, did do you know um, what? Well, what languages have you tried? I guess would mm-hmm. be like. Are you into like? Have you like messed with all of them? Have you like tried them all out to see if one of them might be easier than the other? Uh, That's a are great you question. Semi fluent in anything now or? <laughs> well, um, I have done Arabic, Spanish, and French. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and I studied French in school. It was actually my undergraduate Same. degree. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, th- maybe, I don't know if I mentioned that in the last one. Basically, I've always loved language. Um, uh-huh. I think I would have studied linguistics if I knew it existed. Uh-huh. Um, mm. So for me, Duolingo has been like a super interesting extra win. Yeah. Um, but I started... And Spanish, because my husband studied a little Spanish, I thought it'd be fun to speak together. And it's just way more practical in Detroit. You actually right. use it. Um, Same in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, everywhere. Right. Um, but then I I studied French and I wanted to like really perfect it. So I switched over to French in the app. And I got really excited to see like, oh, I'm much more advanced in French. Um, what is it? going to look like or how is it going to look different or feel different when you're at the advanced level yeah um and it's not it's not right now so that's something i have a personal little like hmm we should make we should change that you know mm-hmm. um and what's neat is there's space for us to make recommendations for things like that that's cool that's it's really cool it's part of why we ended up um saying yes to this this crazy merger because mm-hmm. we can have a big impact um, and an app that is already having an enormously big impact, you know, um, and and actually like build some bridges between people in the world. Um, mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit off topic from your question. <laughs> yeah. How did you hear about us? Colin? <laughs> um, the the thing about like learning a new language is like whenever I do like Spanish or whatever, like I'm 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 okay at it. I took it in high school. I live in Texas. You know, yeah. and and my my daughter is in sp- yeah, Spanish immersion. <laughs> I I know a little bit, 
I'm not great at it, but I can get by a little bit. But then when you open up like Japanese, it's like it's not just that you can't pronounce the things or you have to learn how to pronounce the things. You have to learn the alphabet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's so crazy. Like how much harder that that must be. I don't know if you've tried that one in particular, but I haven't. But I can't even imagine how you start on something like that. Yeah, I mean, Arabic was similar in, in that mm-hmm. it's just a totally new alphabet, and mm-hmm. they just start you small. They start really easy, and actually, um, it reminds me of Duolingo also has an app for little kids called ABC that oh, actually teaches fine. them. Yeah, and so even my son with his little, you know, two-year-old chubby finger, it actually <laughs> has a way to draw a letter, and you actually trace an M. Neat. And oh, I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'll have yeah, to try that. I need to learn the alphabet. Yeah, you could learn the alphabet there. I know. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it's but it's similar when you're learning a a language that's totally different. Mm -hmm. And it kind of blows my mind to think about the fact that they have to have, let's say, learning Arabic, but also from English, from Russian, from Mm -hmm. Portuguese. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Right, right. Wow. (laughs) How do they, I'm assuming they have a ton of experts, but oh my gosh, like, that's a lot of people to have on staff to do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I had never thought about yeah. that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it was really interesting. We've gone to Pittsburgh a couple times, and um, the way they do lunch is just, like, in one big class, like, one big room, and they encourage mm-hmm. people um, to just sit with someone random. Like, it's totally mm-hmm. fine. We do that nice at camp. camp. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Change places. <laughs> Change <Yeah>. places. <laughs> you got to mix it up. Right. Yeah. And, um... I sat next to a guy who was like, um, he had been a French professor and now he's a content creator, basically of like French language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they just have like language experts, teaching experts. Amazing. Um, yeah. Hmm. All kinds of brilliant people. So what's That's your day to day like now? What are you yeah. doing specifically? Yeah. Um, it's not super dissimilar from how things were at Gunner. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah after the pandemic staying home mondays and fridays um (laughs) coming in tuesday through thursday yeah we often you know have check-in meetings i would say zoom you know having online calls is a little more common because we're all in different offices um they're very strict about you take an hour for lunch that's nice yes i mean the work-life balance is incredible um don't work longer than eight hours, and one of those hours is oh, your lunch hour. I see. Well, that's always um, good. It's so good. They're so supportive of families and um, parents and everything. So, yeah, we'll often, they try to keep artists working on one main project at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so yeah, we could be working on um, an sort of like an ad or a, prom- a promo. We did like a New Year's promo where I think it was like 60% off, but it was actually just, we had free reign to have this owl flying through um, these buildings at night with like reflective fireworks in the sky and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being this kind of painterly 3D thing. Um, And sometimes it's actually animations of how things move within the app. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's all kinds of projects going on. How do you, day-to-day, I guess, um, I don't know how much VR sculpting you're doing anymore, but how yeah. do you integrate like some of the things that you want to do into these types of things? Do you find opportunities to 
sneak in a technique <laughs> or or you know a new tool or something that you want to work with? Yeah, that's that's funny you say that because one of our big stipulations for Gunner joining Duolingo was protecting some time to explore. Oh, that's because great. That's great. Yeah. I I don't think it would have happened otherwise because they wanted to bring the gunner gunner magic is what the CEO Luis said. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when it comes down to it, I think uh, we thought gunner magic comes from being able to just play. And right. often, yeah. the shorts we would make and the exploratory things we would put on Instagram often were trying out a new tool, mm-hmm. photogrammetry, um, sort of machine learning type of things. Um, trying to do all 3D, something like that, mm-hmm. or just a story that made us laugh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're protecting that and actually making a new account. At least right now, it lives on Instagram. It's called Inhouse. So Inhouse.duolingo is our Instagram handle. Um, and right now, we just put a couple things up just to get started. Most of them are Duolingo related, and there's one little teaser of that bird that's not. So that's kind of a, the reverse of what it's going to look like. It's going to be mostly unbranded, but mm-hmm. then also have some Duolingo branded content in it mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, this is a little behind the scenes there. Um, and the idea is it's going to reduce reduce burnout. It's mm-hmm. going to let people try out directing in a really low stakes environment. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to actually like, I'm not a creative director, but I kind of want to direct something. Mm-hmm. Um, having a varied creative diet, we think, is really important for, uh, I don't know, in bringing new artists into the scene. Um, so we, yeah, basically divergent thinking. And then the idea is eventually things will come back together convergently and would feed into Duolingo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. But it's just we're trying to preserve this this place to play. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's so cool. It is. Thanks. It is important to be able to experiment with things. Um, yeah. You know, the 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 Camp MoGraph thing, even with the astronaut guy, that's <laughs> definitely an experiment, you know, and yeah. it's fun to do that. I mean, Dave does ideas. love puppetry. He I has love puppets. for a very long time. I need some puppets. <laughs> Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store. All thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. But you know, doing something like that, and like it's you know, he's got an AI voice and and all mm-hmm. of that. It's like, hey, let's try this thing, and and it's easy to do, and gives you ideas for you know potential other ways you could use the technology, and uh, right. especially like AI voice and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any AI things that you're working on there right now, or experimenting with? Um, yeah, people are definitely interested in it. Um, especially because like we talked about, there are so many programs within the app, like Portuguese from Japanese, from English, you know, seriously, it's like, just, it takes off how many, how many things there are. So, um, there's little ways where we're trying to have AI, like we just launched actually a new tier of the app called Duolingo Max. Mm. Um, it kind of looks like 
little dominatrix um, owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of more, yeah, it's a little more like deluxe looking. Um, oh, but that okay. actually uses AI to explain oh. what was wrong. So Interesting. You oh. can actually be like, hold on, wait, why did I get that wrong? Yeah. And the AI is so beautifully, like, it, it's just a really good use for this in particular. Uh-huh. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, not by doing the people, by the way, but the friends that designed it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it's actually, yeah, the idea is it kind of is down below. It's, like, in the phone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some we just worked on the, the branding for this. I didn't oh, personally. Okay. It was actually a pretty even collaboration between people in Pittsburgh and then um, previously Gunner people. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, pretty wonderful to, to rebrand this, but... That's super yeah. cool. What an interesting way of doing that, too. So it's powered by you GPT-4. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and That's so really cool. at a time where you're like, you can keep saying, like, no, I don't understand, you know, explain mm-hmm. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty dang cool. That is really cool. Yeah. You know, I'm I, I'm not to divulge or di- diverge. Divert. From the conversation, but you know, GPT four is oh, it's it's so cool seeing the stuff that they're coming out with. Like, uh, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been playing, you know, in preparation for NAB in Vegas. I've been playing Pi Gao on my phone a lot, <laughs> you know. And so, you and EJ. like, I wanted to, I wanted to like test out certain simulations, you know, of like betting and stuff on different things. And so I, um, I went into chat GPT and I was like, Hey, do a simulation. If I was to bet this and this and always play the house way, blah, 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 do that a thousand times, you know? And so then it would start like, this is what you won. This is what you lost, blah, blah, blah. And then it did it a thousand times. Uh, and it would say, you know, this is what you ended up. This is how much you spent. This is how much you won. This is what your total at the end of that you know 10,000 or whatever Fred so I do that with roulette as well and I'd be like alright bet on this row bet on this row run it a thousand times see what happens wow it's That's pretty crazy. incredible it's pretty incredible yeah. it is and there's you know always some some fear around it from artists um, we've yeah. been I mean obviously understandable in a lot of cases mm-hmm. um and because we have all of these specific little lessons that we want to make also within the app, mm-hmm. um, sometimes a lesson will be something specific, like, uh, is Max wearing red pants, you know, and there's like an illustration of a guy in red pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not like necessarily the most exciting illustration to do. Mm-hmm. So there are people sort of testing out how we could train AI on just the Duolingo previously, you know, just our styles, like not actually yes. mid journey pulling from other people in the world, right? Um, to see if we can outsource a little bit of the busy work, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to AI. So that's yeah. it's just something people are checking out. Um, it's not something necessarily in practice yet, but we're trying to and see how we can save our time for the fun, really creative stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Byron wants to know if you have a winning strategy, though, and are we gambling this weekend? We are, we are for oh, sure, yes. yes. But yes. I do not have a winning strategy. The winning strategy is get lucky. Here's the thing. You need That's to keep it. that thread going mm-hmm. and and be updating that thread with ChatGPT. And then on right. site, you say, what do I do? Here's yeah. what's going on. What do I do right now? You yeah. Know? 
I'll, but you I'm can't start... have your phone out at a table. No, not at a table table. That's mm-hmm. that's true. But maybe we could do something with the horses. Do you think oh. we could use GPT-4 to help us with the mechanical horses? Maybe, but the you, you the, the, the thing, they just go so fast. You can't type in everything. But can we start feeding it stats? Just maybe. watch and feed stats and then, like, see which ones are and winning. And then we get kicked know. out and we can't even stay in our own hotel because oh, yeah. we're winning too much. Yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Better watch out. If we get to that point, I think we'll just say, all right, and we'll go do it at another place. And right. I mean, there's plenty of casinos to go use cheat yeah, GPT-4 at. If it's, uh, if anyway. I mean, if it's <laughs> winning us money, we'll just. From the okay. conversation. Anyway, uh, a lot of people no, are, are very uh, weird about AI. Some people hate it. Some people love it. And some people are indifferent. Um, I consider myself. I love it, but I am kind of indifferent in that I understand why people hate it, but I don't think it's going away, and I'm using it. I'm not saying I'm not going to use it because reasons. I think one of the hard things to do is to take the word AI out of it, right? Yeah. Like, because, yeah, it is AI, but it's just, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but it's advancements in technology either way, right? If we never use the term AI... In any of this, right? AI, we're not calling it that. That terminology is out the window. We're not calling it intelligence or giving it this, like, this, Mm -hmm. this label of, oh, this is a a separate thing. Almost like a humanity or something like that. If we just said this is another advancement in technology and we said, Mm -hmm. hey, this thing comes out and it's just better than Google. It's a new version of Google that's yeah. better. Would we have the backlash of ticker jabs, you know, or would people be a little more uh, willing to People are to focusing accept? too much on the intelligence part and not the artificial part. Uh, yeah, spooky. I don't know. It's, it's a tough <laughs> thing. And uh, I, I hope that people aren't to the point where, like, you know, you're canceled if you use uh, AI because – I don't think that you're going to get anywhere not using AI the rest of your life. I don't think yeah. you. I don't think you have a career in this if you are not willing to use AI in any way. Yeah, because it's going to be a part. It's going to be there in the next twenty years. That's all it's going to be, right? Even yeah. if we're the ones manipulating it, it's going to be there. I'm hoping that there's always going to be a place for, you know, the handmade craft of what we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that's yeah, valuable. And, That's more value. Yeah. It's got, you know, a person Tangible. behind it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and but I, I think there's always going to be. Um, actually, I've want, I've wanted to do a test of if you took a bunch of footage and had an AI edit together a short film and had mm. humans edit together short films, and just play them for people. Who would win? You know, like who would? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which ones would rise to the top? Um, I think there's still something really special about human brains that way. And even if AI gets more and more used, we're going to have to um, basically be like quality control. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the solution is burying your head in the sand, unfortunately. Um, but I also agree that like it can be really hurtful and... What's the what's the use of technology if it ends up hurting a lot of people? Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's like when you know automobiles were the new symbol of freedom, 
And there were people that didn't want to have seatbelts because they were like, or speed limits, you know, mm-hmm. like, don't fence me in. I'm, f- I'm freedom in my car going 150 <laughs> miles an hour. I'm a sovereign I citizen. If I want to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and the same with like early internet stuff. It's weird, but I think there's ways to get seatbelts and some speed limits and right. just think this through a bit. Mm-hmm. Not be stealing people's <laughs> art like completely, like stealing their style, any of that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about it too is if, if, let's let's take the part out of AI where it's taking her jabs. Okay, if AI was just there and it's making its own art, how does that change in any way your ability to be a an artist? Not mm-hmm. not a for hire artist, not somebody who works and does 3D for a living, but just that pure word artist. It does not change your ability to art. It mm-hmm. it does it doesn't it doesn't. I think it it could also change the where opportunities are. You know, for yes. let's you know actually like making money or or um. I think when that AI piece from Mid Journey won an award, that was early <laughs> on. It was like mm-hmm. 2021. Um, and I actually have used Midjourney a lot, and I respect how hard it is to get the mm-hmm. prompt really right, dialed yeah. in. Right. You know, it is hard, but um, I don't think it's as hard as making a painting. You know, making a spectacular I agree. image. Right. <laughs> um, and once, if a door closes to somebody, you know, f- to somebody who had, had used AI, that shifts the landscape. You know. Mm-hmm. But hopefully so, they can find, like, a way to then utilize it. Because, like, AI doesn't take away my ability to put a cube into cinema yes. and start working on a project. And I guess that's the art part of it I'm talking about. It doesn't stop me from doing something that I love. I feel like it can help me do something I love. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. bad parts that we're trying to figure out. Is there a way to... Take anyone who has been disadvantaged by it and be like, hey, guess what? This is going to help your career even more, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it def- it definitely can. I enjoy it using it for mood boards, mm-hmm. um, kind of generating that. It is, it's a little troubling, you know, again, using Midjourney of where uh, what it's trained on. Mm-hmm. I really hope that can change. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think you're right. It, I think it's going to move the mark on what is like wasting time as an artist too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if we were to hang out with Michelangelo, he would have spent so much time mixing pigments to make oil paint and stuff. And like, you don't do that now. Yeah, you have somebody right. else do that. Yeah. So use the eyedropper. Use the <laughs> eyedropper. Yeah, you don't even use real paint anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it is going to change in terms of what you can um, offload to your new digital assistant, your little robot. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so that's my optimistic view. Every every client that I have worked with over the past year since Mid Journey came out, you know, um, almost every single job that I've done was let's recreate some stuff that we've seen in Mid Journey. Right. You know. You're kidding. And do it in three. No, yeah. almost it's every single one. It's like this year. they will use these to create boards, and it's like, okay, we like this, this, this. Let's recreate it in 3D, you know, mm-hmm. or in After Effects or whatever. Let's recreate it, and we'll animate it and make it look cool. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how the, did you feel about that? I felt fine. Uh-huh. The, oh, oh, so, oh, oh, the way... Okay. <sighs> well, because I, you're I, saying because it's based I, off of somebody's I don't. I don't want to get cancelled by this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, you know, a lot of people... I the way I understand it is the or the way I think of it is you know you're showing AI and feeding it all this information you know you're feeding the computer a bunch of information and saying okay this is the Mona Lisa it's of a person you know it's by this person you know this is the style and so you're feeding it all that information and then it's using that information to create a new thing unto itself saying i'm using these techniques the same way a human would do it we, they can just feed them a lot more information all at once you know so you so but like i don't have issue with them they're basically kind of creating something new in a way but then i am recreating it with my own take on it you know so like it's not going to look exactly like what mid journey gave me right just like i don't think mid journey would do exactly what as it, it was something that was input you know if that makes right. sense if you have a client right and they come to you and they say we have a mood board we went to google we mm-hmm. like these five pieces by beeple we love that style yeah. okay but we want you to design like a video of like a house, but it's in the style of people. So here's a yeah. video we like of the house. Okay. Now all that mid journey is doing in that case, if they were to prompt that is to get those words and phrases mixed together and have an output, which they are not going to use, but they're going to give to you and say the same exact thing. It needs to look like people and have a house in it and and whatever your result is probably going to be very similar to what they would have done with a google image style board you know what i'm saying and that's kind of where like this gray area happens for me Mm -hmm. because at what point does it become not okay to use someone as a reference as a style board i get that it's using it to building your empire off of other people's art that's a different thing but yeah. as far as the using, you know, it's such a hard thing. It's it's such a, it's such a fine I don't line. know what to yeah. think about it. I don't know how yeah. to feel about it. It's tough. It's kind of like the whole fair use stuff that came up. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of 2008, you know, Shepard Fairey using that image of Obama, fo- photograph someone else took. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were trying to quantify how much he changed it. What percentage right. you have to change something for it to right. be yours again. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, this is just that times a million, you know. Yeah. This whole and you question. know, I, I do, I do have issue with them training the AI on artwork that isn't necessarily theirs to train it on. Right. You know, that's the to me you know, that feels in. that yeah. feels uh, morally wrong. You know, mm-hmm. right. Like if you're if you're training something, you need to be training it on stuff that people approve. And I get that part of it because your brain you know? can do that. Your brain can think of a people style house. Mm-hmm. So if you put it some into a machine, can't, some people, <laughs> That's true. Can't. some people's can't. Yeah. And so they go to mid journey and they, right. you know, but like, so is it but different because is, your like, imagination, this computer did it instead of a, a computer made out of metal? Like, 
it, it's it's more about the business aspect of it, right? Somebody profiting mm-hmm. off of it. Who's profiting? Yeah. yeah, I think the most problematic uses of things like Midjourney are when you have to type in somebody's name to get a oh, particular yeah. style. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. that's like mm-hmm. that's a bad sign if you're yeah. using it and you're really tied to someone's name. Um, right. I, I don't know. It's tough yeah. though because yeah. artists have always been influenced by other artists. You can yeah. trace it through. You know, here's, that's here's the, the thing. thing that I find interesting is that so many people are getting upset over, you know, mid journey profiting off of using other people's images, you know, yet that's what Instagram's been doing this entire time. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's, absolutely. It, the, the, I mean, it's not really much of a difference in a more, more morality view because you know mid journeys stealing people's images and then creating new art in order to sell subscriptions or get ad revenue or whatever yeah but instagram is just trying to drive people using your art right how much ad revenue has twitter and instagram gotten off of people yeah in order to pay for you know to get people to advertise on their site it's no different I yeah, I guess just on a on the personal level of any individual artist, you know, if someone creates an image with Midjourney and then puts it out there as like, this is mine, I did this, right? Hundred percent. You know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's I am the with most you. That is that is that has that is Very big moral implications, right? You know, the only thing I use AI art for is to get ideas, like brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something just like ultra simple, right? Uh-huh. Like, what'd you say? Oh, brainstorm. You said brainstorm. I said green, green needle. needle. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, the other thing I use it for is like re- something real simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just need, uh, I just need like a picture of a chair or something. You know what I'm saying? Or a yeah. texture or, you know. Um, we used it for. We used it for uh, camp. Uh, yeah, I mean, we use it all over the place for camp, you know? Yeah. Just, like, throwing up random weird images and stuff like that. That's always really fun. But it wasn't but necessarily like, a style. We didn't say, oh, do yeah. people style camp. We don't, you know, that's not what we're going for. And and I don't think I've ever used a name like that unless I'm being funny. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> a people style you know, Taco when Bell, I, just to be funny. When I tried doing a people style whatever, it ended up not looking like him at all. Yeah. Right, you know, right, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty strange. Well, I just learned that you can actually link to an image in Midjourney. This is probably mm-hmm. old news to you guys, but then actually riff off of it. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I was trying to blend my artwork with my my mm-hmm. friend Sheer, um, trying to see like if our art had a baby. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, I love this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think yeah. Hopefully the more leaning towards training stuff on your own, we can get um, the better yeah. in terms of ownership. And the, I, I don't yeah. totally know how people do that. I think with stable diffusion, I guess there's a way mm-hmm. to train it on your own. Yes. Yeah. I don't know stable how to, diffusion yeah. you can, yeah. yeah. And you can do a lot more of like the mixing. You can do the reverse. Well, you can do that on mid-journey now, I think, too. The reverse prompts to yeah. where it will analyze an image and tell you what it is. That really helps. But yeah, it's the opt-in process, I think, that really is going to become a thing. You know, opting mm-hmm. in for your art. Because, like you said, Matt, yeah, Instagram's profiting off of your images when you put them on Instagram. But at least you're putting them up there. That's true. You are the one right? who's putting it up there. Yeah. So, 
it's so complicated. But and you should should still have that uh, that opportunity to say, "Do not use my information in advertising." You know. Well, then they'll say, the "Okay, don't have an account." I well. guess <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna. It's a hard legal line. It's a hard. Mm-hmm. It's a gray area in everything as far as being an artist, morality, the whole thing. I don't know yeah. how we got on this tangent of AI. It was me. I'm sorry. I diverted us fault. for like 20 minutes. No, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's, um, I just heard about a program I think called Glaze, G-L-A-Z-E, that oh. actually you can use as like a cloak on top of your image to obscure it a little bit from uh, AI, like actually oh, being able to use your image correctly in AI, it can it somehow jumbles the style. That's style interesting. Mimicry, mimic, mimic, yeah. Okay, hold on, y'all. I have to use the restroom. Y'all keep going. <laughs> Not hold on. Actually, keep going. I'll be back. <laughs> Matt, did you find it? Is it called Glaze? Yeah. Okay. So it uses Glaze. Huh. I'm. There's math somehow. For example, stable diffusion today can learn to create images in someone's style after it sees just a few pictures. However, if Carla uses our tool to cloak our artwork by adding tiny changes before posting them, then stable diffusion will not learn their specific art style. Hmm. So you're using an AI to change it to where it doesn't look like yours, but it... It's like you can still put an image up, and to the human eye, it looks the same. But somehow, oh, under the okay. surface, it's different. Interesting. Interesting. I, I wish I understood more about how that works. Right. Same. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty neat. It's pretty cool. A cloak yeah, it, layer it, to your digital art. Right, the cloak. It sounds very dramatic. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It seems like the beginning of this kind of like, you know, tit for tat, uh, mm-hmm. cat and mouse thing of just like, what's yeah. going to happen? You know, some people just don't want to participate and I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to, you know, you want to have an online presence, but yeah, um, does that mean I you know a to- lot of artists who will not post anything online? Because they just don't want their stuff stolen. And this was even before AI art. They don't want anyone, you know, taking their art. They hold it very close to them. But they also struggle with getting work, you know. Oh, yeah. Because they're not willing to put their stuff out there. Yeah. That's so hard. I mean, my mom still has asked me, um, why do you do things for free and put them on Instagram for free? You know, and like, well, you know, you got to, first of all, it's something I enjoy doing, but you got to show up, you know, otherwise no one's going to know you're there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, To jump back to Duolingo, to your studio life, uh, let me ask you how, um, uh, so I've been doing, just use myself my own experience as a reference i have i started working for a studio for like i I had like a three or four month contract and they're a really big really big company like yeah like 6400 or 6500 employees you know and uh it's been really hard to get like hr and corporate to so I, they lost my check, my paycheck. My paycheck got lost in the mail. And get, having them to, like, oh, reissue no. it 
has been hard with a bigger company, you know, versus when I was working for a smaller company, I could just walk into HR, say, hey, I got lost in the mail. Can you issue me a new one right now? And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. have you have how has the um, how has the the culture changed moving from like a smaller uh, a smaller studio to onto one with a, a much bigger, you know, set of employees? Yeah, I would say some sides of that have made life easier and some have made it a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at Gunner, you go to Ian or Nick for creative stuff, you know, yeah. creative direction. Um, and Brandon was our like catch all HR guy. He was mm-hmm. the producer. Um, and we also had KP join too. But um, yeah, it was just such a small team. You could go directly to somebody. And now I would say it's not. It's not as bad as a check being lost in the mail, right. for sure. <laughs> um, everybody's super responsive, and um, but we have like this whole line of people. There's, I mean, Ian and Nick not being our boss anymore. We joke around all the time mm-hmm. about like, you're not my boss anymore. You can't tell me what to do. Right. Um, you're not my real dad. But <laughs> you know my real dad. <laughs> we just have yeah, just this new like. Um, grid of people that are just like fascinating and oh there's people who design the team of designers mm-hmm. and um uh so for me it's been a question of like figuring out who to go to about what yeah um, i could see that new people come out of the woodwork and they're often fascinating brilliant kind people too so mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier um to be like what are you doing it yeah and <laughs> um yeah, so that, that's been a while, and I feel like I might never stop asking. Um, I'm sorry, again. Let's zoom out. <laughs> this is related to this. Okay, all right, uh-huh. got it. <laughs> there's product designers. There's brand designers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the design studio and the art and animation, which is our little mm-hmm. chunk of it. Interesting. It's been a lot to learn. Yeah. So when uh, when it comes to hiring, are, are they hiring our are y'all able to hire as well or do, mm. does it need to specifically go into the did you say Philadelphia? Um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Or, the Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, but that's the state. Right. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah, the Pittsburgh yeah. office versus like mm. the Detroit office or is it like hey, we need a few more people here locally? I mean, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with that or anything. It's just an interesting, you yeah, know, yeah. dynamic that shift. could work there. Um, yeah, honestly, that's not really something I know a ton about. Okay, that's um, fine. <laughs> yeah, I know that basically we just got this flood of people and yeah. we're trying to work it all out. Sure. But yeah, for hiring, I think it would go through through Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that's just like the the headquarters. Yeah. But I, I definitely think we could make requests and stuff, and mm-hmm. we're hoping to make Duolingo have more of a gravitational pull for mm-hmm. great artists. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. 
groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Um, yeah, and just be a place where really exciting things are happening and people are kind of more aware of what's happening. Like in our in-house um, Instagram, we're going to be posting a lot of like studio culture stuff, like in stories and highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to work there um, and make that kind of an open book? Um, yeah, and showing sort of the... A varied diet that we're going to have artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're hoping to sort of draw more artists that way. I'm interested to hear your opinions, you know, having gone through this, uh, working for a studio that got acquired by a bigger company, I would love to hear your opinions on some of these, because this has been happening. Um, I, I want to say that like the Duolingo Gunner acquisition was one of the first, and then we started hearing about like doodles with golden wolf mm-hmm. you know and then mm-hmm. other studios just merging together yep. Uh, yep. i would love to hear yeah. your Good opinion point. on that having come from that mm-hmm. um it sounds like it's a little different in in different situations mm-hmm. you know um so that's something i don't i don't know if i can speak to holistically sure um but yeah i know i yeah the Golden Wolf Doodles thing, I think that Golden Wolf is still doing other client work as well. Okay. That's interesting. Mm. That was my understanding. Because um, that sounded kind of like a weird pairing. Right. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, what? I thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just funny. You never know, like, you never know what other, what projects people are working on sort of behind the scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which other ones are you thinking of specifically, Matt? I don't know. There were the two studios I, that just there, merged. There were a bunch of studios that I think, like, uh, two of them merged into one, and then another group in the of chat studios just merged into yeah. one. Yeah. I, I don't know. But people are, like, kind of acting scared about that. I feel like I've seen yeah. some people that kind of act like they're nervous about that. And it's like, mm-hmm. why are you nervous that studios are merging? Is it because you think that they're having problems on their own? Therefore, they I mean, need it could merge. also become like this uh, 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 m- monopolistic type thing where mm. you get multiple studios merging and, you know, or an oligar- ol- oligopoly type thing where you get enough of these big studios where they refuse to, you know, pay any rates above a certain level right. and then artists end up getting screwed because of it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't yeah. know. That's that's where I worry. You know, I I feel like artists should always be paid their fair rate and stuff. And uh, I I hate seeing studios take advantage of people like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, I can tell you for sure that the Gunner Dolingo merger um, mm-hmm. did not come from a place of scarcity or fear. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that that kind of is understandable. Yeah, though. I mean, absolutely. This it's, sounds uh, Yeah. It's you know, anything that you guys or that people have said or thought or wondered, like we have too. You know, it was just mm-hmm. all it was um, you know, this big change. Um, but yeah, it really 
we were getting less and less excited for years sometimes about some of the projects that were coming in um Uh thinking about like the why behind things there's just like a lot of companies that are doing icky things in the world Mm -hmm. um and maybe it's the pandemic too it just kind of like we're just thinking a lot about our why right so for us it was just like this funny one-off opportunity of jumping in with this company that is like a a really good purpose um yeah so i mean we we were doing we were very lucky that we did well through the pandemic and everything too. So, but yeah, it is strange to see names too, that you're used to changing. And mm-hmm. I know people saw Gunner as this little fighter coming from a Midwest town, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still do that. Like anybody who's out there wants to do that. Um, if we could do it, you could do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. We're sort of hoping too, that, what we create within Duolingo could be something that happens more often too. If um, artists are supported to make changes um, within the company, but then even still have room for exploration. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the the word in-house actually, it's kind of a joke because it's kind of a bad word, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's kind of uh, means like maybe like B team. Um, (laughs) Right, uh right. You know, um, right, so, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like, I mean, Gunner started from people didn't really believe in Detroit. People didn't really believe mm-hmm. in the Midwest. It was kind of just like, oh, these little guys coming yeah. up. Um, You're not in L.A. And, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of just like growing from the ground up. And I wasn't there when it was founded, but I know Ian and Nick have said this. Um, yeah, it was just like, can we grow this from? sort of this team that people don't necessarily believe in so mm-hmm. we're kind of doing that again just within within a company like mm-hmm. can you make it a really healthy exploratory creative place mm-hmm. to work in-house at a company yeah um yeah if you come in with rules set of of what things are going to be like and you have mm-hmm. a really supportive environment i think it is possible that's really interesting that you mentioned the you know the 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 in-house type stuff because yeah when i have worked in-house at a studio it became frustrating when they would you know when they would use an external source you know right. mm. for like some of their stuff and it's like well why are you doing that i can i can do that yeah i could have done know? that yeah, yeah. yeah yep and sometimes people's hands get tied because mm-hmm. um you're just not allowed to explore honestly yeah. i mm-hmm. think you know when they brought the the gunner team on like i said they wanted to bring the gunner magic and so we think people need to have some space to play yeah and try new things i mean already we yeah. have these in-house projects that basically come in like if you picture a jar this is like a time management thing called the pickle jar theory mm-hmm. where you put in the big rocks first and you feel like it's full but then you put in gravel you know mm-hmm. like the smaller rocks fill in there's always more to do but you put in the big rocks first so that's fine. You know, the bigger rocks will be what we need to get done for the app, mm-hmm. which are also interesting, exciting projects. But then you realize, um, you know, I have a couple days. These people haven't gotten back to me yet. You're kind of waiting around. Mm-hmm. What do you want to make? Right. You right. know, like that's the time. And then like, oh, you know, I kind of want to learn Rive, but I also, I don't really have an idea of like what it would be within the app. Um, hey, can you illustrate something for me and we'll make it like 
parallax in the app or something. And Mm -hmm. so I think if people can have space to do that, then you stay competitive. Yeah. Um, And actually it strengthens sort of what you're making within the company too. Do you have to learn a little bit about like app development and stuff too? That's a good question. Um, I sort of am just having a crash course. You know, we all are learning a lot just by um, the company's really open about what we're doing. We have these meetings every week where they talk about like what we're doing in engineering and um, all all kinds of all sides of running an app. So it's not specifically something we had to take a course in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're basically working alongside these engineers where we we push them as to what's possible, and they're like, "Oh, never tried that before." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Let's try it." Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit of trial by fire. That's fun. That's really fun. I love I love that y'all get the opportunity to be creative and you know kind of do your own thing within the brand. You know, that's that's so much that's so much fun because normally. You know, if I worked for a studio or something like that, it's like they're just constantly throwing work at me. Right. There's no time for that. You know, there's barely ever any time for R&D. One of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been doing a lot of work for Swordfish uh, in San Francisco lately. Uh, Matt Silverman, we had him on the show. He's great. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, what's great is when they would bring me on, they'd be like, all right, here's the project that we've got. Let's spend a couple days like doing some R&D, figuring out the best course of action. Mm-hmm. And I found that it's so much better to have that time ahead of time to be able to figure out the bugs that oh, you yeah. normally figure out in a project, yeah. you know, and figure out a great workflow because then you get it done just so much quicker, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You yeah. actually were working with that kind of an issue, Matt, like recently. Yeah, I was. You know, and... You know, and- yeah. You, you get sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this project this way. And then 10 days later, you're like, why did I do this project this way? I should have well, done it another the, way. That was not my fault. That was well, yes, the Maxon thing. But, I love you guys general, at Maxon, but you know, you, get, you, got, you got a broken option in there. But the, the, you all know about it. Yeah. But mainly, though, that not that I get that's, that's a bad example, but. <laughs> to be able to do R&D ahead of time to know, you know, is this going to screw me like 10 days from now when all of a sudden yeah. I get like project bloat and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, the project gets too heavy or something because I've mm-hmm. really pushed it beyond the means of what my CPU is capable of or, you know, yeah. something like that. R&D is great for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that's that's the hope too for for us, at least for this in-house stuff, which is not the majority of things that you would work on, by the way. But it mm-hmm. is kind of like artistic R and D um, between two artists who maybe wouldn't work together, and that's the idea. It would kind of work out the kinks, and then often already with two projects, actually something that we did in in-house has bent back and informed something actually for the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it helps to think stuff through and play around ahead of time. Tell us about Sync, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sync I hadn't is seen a... this until today. Sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a film that we made when we were still Gunner um, in 2002. It all takes place on this airplane. And this was kind of my baby, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because... We were rushing to make this before I gave birth to my son, Charlie. Um, 
But this is a story, this is a true story that happened to me in 2015, I think, and I wrote down the idea and I always wanted to make it. Um, so it's these three women who end up s- sitting together and they're kind of annoying each other and they're kind of disconnected and yeah, something magical in the sky happens, but it's kind of this painterly style. Um, we yeah, used absinthe it. for this. Thank oh, you. Okay. Oh, neat. And that That's was in cool. 2019. We were really experimenting fighting with absinthe. Oh, um, I see now. Okay. This makes sense. You can see, and it's on top of 3d. The characters were animated in Maya moved yeah. over to cinema for Amazing. texturing and lighting. Wow. And, um, then yeah hand painted a lot of hand painted cell like that water that you saw yeah that was actually handel eugene's beauty shot this nice. was actually projected onto a mesh of a big lint a storm that we made in 3d um and then the frame rate changes right here from 12 to 24 mm. frames a second which was fun um and basically they hit a lot of turbulence and end mm-hmm. up just doing this perfect perfectly synchronized dance um so we ended up really using absinthe to blur the edges. You know, if mm-hmm. you're doing a painting, um, somebody's edge of their body is a little blurred to the seat behind them. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to sort of scroll down on sure. the actual website, you can see some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I love that. That is great. Thank you. Wow. You can see Rachel Reed did the character designs and a lot of the character animation. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an amazing cell artist, and I don't know if people know this, but she's an incredible Maya 3D animator, too. Mm-hmm. How many cells did you end up painting per, like, I don't know, maybe per second or whatever? Because you only have to paint some of them with Eb, right? Well, right, with Absinthe, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but we would have to go back through and fade them in and out when they would sort of break. We yeah. would have to, for that one shot that you can see the sort of swipe over. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably had to paint maybe four frames for that whole shot, mm-hmm. paint the edges. But then there were shots like where she's running, her necklace is bouncing. That was frame by frame cell. Wow. And then I even painted around the water, the slow motion. So that was mm-hmm. cell at 24 frames a second, which took a long time. But yeah, we had an incredible team um, to work on this piece. And it premiered September... 2022 is that right oh wow when i was showing this film around yeah um it was basically the month where we couldn't talk about what was happening with gunner and duolingo (laughs) so that was tough um yeah so we kind of this felt like for me a a crescendo you know it was really exciting to be able to share this Mm -hmm. yeah sort of at the end of the gunner era and tell us about between lines as well Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, with Sarah Beth. Um that was something it was I think the month before the pandemic, Rachel yes. Reed, who's still a gunner, she and I both agreed to work on it. Um and we worked on it through the whole pandemic. Um this is an incredible film that did super well. It was um illustrated by Sarah Beth and it was actually all women who worked on it. Mm-hmm. And um it was based on an experience of female bullying in middle school. These girls who were just terrible to her. And mm. she shared that with the artists and everybody's had some kind of experience with that. So it was kind of healing for everybody to come together and make this. So 
it was women all over the world and passing shots back and forth, collaborating on things. So um, it was actually a really lovely timing for this to be happening during the pandemic because mm-hmm. um, it was a little bit of a connection point yeah. with people. What was this made in? Um, I would say there's a lot of cell and a mm-hmm. lot of After Effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the fish. When, and when you say cell, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, frame by frame. Yeah. Okay, so you're That's, just actually like... A, are, are, is it in Photoshop specifically, frame by frame? I think so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Some artists did more of that. I was more of a compositor, but then I did a lot of basically the 3D fish. Okay. Um, yeah, so those were Cinema 4D. A lot of After Effects compositing, I think most of these. But but yeah, the women whispering. I realized that calling frame by frame animation cell was a little bit of a gunnerism that people don't necessarily okay. do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so when the artists who could actually do like the Disney. Right. Animation. Right. Which is, I think those fish jumping are the transitions. I think we're roughed out in cell often. Mm-hmm. Such a great respect for people who can do the cell stuff, the frame by frame. Amazing. Yeah. You know, it's so much work. This is a gorgeous piece. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone needs yeah. to check it out. If you're listening and not watching, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely check it out. It's so good. Um, yeah, and go through and look at look up the artists who are on it. Um, mm-hmm. I know if you go to Sarah Beth Morgan's Instagram, Wonderfall, um, mm-hmm. she links to to the artists who worked on it as well, so you can mm-hmm. check it out. It was a great team. Oh, and there's a whole behind the scenes as well. Um, oh, here's the uh, well. I won't go through the whole thing. I will bring it up on the <laughs> screen. There's a lot of people who worked on this. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, have you? been doing as much vr sculpting nowadays um are you using it in your day-to-day are you doing it for fun like um what's the latest on that because i know before you were doing a lot of experimentation you'd be doing like what um like maybe building something and then bringing it in i'm Mm -hmm. trying to remember what the last example of that was but yeah i know that i I probably talked a lot about the blend titles and that sort of process Mm -hmm. um yeah, starting something out in Cinema 4D, so it was sort of like locked to a camera the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, keep saying that, but that really is the big it, reframe, you know, yeah. since we spoke. Um, I would say most of it is in my personal work, just using mm. virtual reality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a computer at work, and I think we're going to get back in and, and start using it more often. Um, mm-hmm. Just if we want to yeah, make something quickly or something gestural. Um, we have ideas about, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you look at, at my Instagram, and I think you have my little link below mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of my personal stuff that I put up is still um, been drawn in, in virtual reality. I'm looking it up here. Let's see. Are you doing uh, any uh, uh, doing any painting stuff? Lately? A little bit. Actually, yeah, I took a class with the artist Kelly Anderson. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't know who she is, K-E-L-L-I Anderson. She's an incredible um, paper artist. Oh, yeah, that one's just sell. (laughs) Mm. Um, Let's see. Yeah, the sort of the kid drawing. There you go. Yeah, that's been some sculpting. Um, A lot of times I, I am drawing things in tilt brush because you can 
use an Oculus, like the, just their standalone headset yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been still jumping in there. What about the stuff you did? Didn't you do some stuff in your house? Didn't you paint your house? Oh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I brought up Kelly Anderson's, um, I, I took a class with her where I, we're actually manipulating paper folding. And mm. I did a little bit of AR stuff with that. Actually, if you go up to the top to the highlights, mm-hmm. this is kind of janky. The second example, it says experiments. <laughs> I'm making one of these right now that's a little bit more um, fleshed out. But so this was, Ooh, she taught us how to wow. make this thing called the jitterbug. But then I used AR to actually animate oh, wow. on top of it. So, so the cool. one I'm, <laughs> thanks. Um, the one I'm making now is actually. Oh, I can just grab it real quick. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it's a big one that I'm going to be sort of animating Ooh. according to the way that they actually move. Neat. So okay, I'm making a come back full screen. So Dude, that's like, there we go. Whoa. Like MoGraph IRL. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, depends. So I, I want to see how quickly it can recognize the motion and see if I can animate something that continues the motion of the, you know, the blocks. So what amazing. is doing the AR portion of that? Yeah, I used an app called Art- Artivive, A-R-T-I-V-I-V-E. Right. Um, yeah, which basically um, you could oh. actually, it's meant to be for like a painting. You could uh-huh. hold up your phone and actually in the phone is where you see the, the animation. Okay. I've been looking for something like this without having to like really get into like, you know, an AR dev kit or something right. to make it right. work, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It's a small company. I, I really enjoyed using them. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. That's so right. cool. I got to bookmark that and dig so into that one. So jealous that you're doing stuff like outside of work. You know. Yeah, especially just yeah, making little boxes. You mm-hmm. know, after putting a little kid to bed, it's actually yes. pretty sexy. <laughs> That's I've started calling it um, uh, work day two. Is uh, <laughs> you know, so you uh, you know you have your normal work day. I get my kids off to school or off to daycare. I I work until like five when I have to go pick them up from daycare. You know. Then I spend from five till eight thirty nine with them, and then start work day two, where yeah. day two, you know, back mm-hmm. on my computer and so working true. and the balancing that parental life <laughs> is uh, difficult to say so, the it least. It is, to say yeah. The least, yeah, I know, but it's whatever you, whatever artistic output you can squeeze out of yourself is like mm-hmm. very meaningful yeah. and makes me feel like myself again. Yeah, and it's hard to do at nine p.m. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah I always um, post things on Instagram. If I finish something at like eleven p.m., then I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to post it, and I don't right. wait until the next day when it's a much smarter time. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm too excited. I just have yeah. to do it Posters, now. You know. <laughs> yeah. I are you know. posting it for the likes, or are you posting it for yourself? Both. To get it out there. Right. Like, I'm yeah. still here still a person she's posting yeah. it for the likes uh, mm. ding. <laughs> hmm. thank you for pronouncing my name right by the way you're welcome you're welcome i yeah. remember that because you told me it's just like facebook yep 
likes. It's like, yeah, I gotta change that. Just like yeah. online just, likes. Just right? like <laughs> No, it's hearts on TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Very last Thank minute. Thank you for having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to catch up, and um, hopefully we'll be seeing you on this on this tour at some point mm-hmm. when we're making great. the rounds, or maybe at a meetup somewhere, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe even Camp Mograph. Who knows? Oh, that'd be you amazing. Know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, if people want to find you on the internets, where can they get in contact with you? Yeah, um, at Colin Likes on Instagram, and the two L's. Like spelled L-E-I-X. L-E-I-X. Yes. Yep, and same for just my website, ColinLikes.com. Awesome. Cool. And you're, I think you're on our Slack, right? I don't think so. I don't remember. If not, we'll figure that up. I'll send you an invite. Okay, that'd be great. After we end the live feed, we'll, we'll... Send you something here on Skype, so so stay okay. on the line for a minute, and I'll, we'll stay. <laughs> okay. We'll say Sounds goodbye. Good. And um, thanks for having me back. It was seriously, yeah, wonderful. yeah, yeah. It was it was great. Um, you know, sorry we gotta be so rushed today, but um, yeah, we gotta get ready for that NAB though. Gotta go get a haircut. Yeah, clean out my you car. You have to do your laundry. I, know. I, I have to do, do my, my laundry. laundry too. I have to shave this ugly mess <laughs> on my head, whatever that oh. is. Uh, you know, so I can look presentable. Got to put pants Tomorrow night, on. Tomorrow I'm trying to get Dave to go to uh, the uh, Meow Wolf in uh, oh. Vegas. We need oh, to do that. If I go without Julie, I might be in trouble. Just don't tell Julie. Okay, I won't tell her. Oh, wait, she's watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops, too late. Um, yeah, so uh, we are really excited to see everybody in Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. Come hit us up. Come chill. Come meet new friends. And uh, like we say every year, you know, we didn't talk about the lineup from NA for NAB from Maxon, but if you go to maxon.net under news, you can see um, all of the presenters that are going to be here. As we like to say, our new friends, if we haven't met them before, here's your your Mm -hmm. list of new friends. So can't wait to see everybody. We're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. You're subscribing your podcatcher of choice. You can say you've. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, MoGraph Blandishment shirt, and of course the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically. Unless, unless you're shams. Yeah. And of course we're on MoGraph.com, YouTube.com slash MoGraph. Go to MoGraph.com slash TV to uh, watch 24-7 MoGraphy stuff. And uh, check out a class at mograph.com slash classes. We also have a news section on our website. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of great articles on, on there. Yep. Uh, uh, Jace Hansen did uh, some stuff for, uh, for Top Gun. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a new article on that there. So check that out. It's really great. Very detailed. Talks about the fooey and things. And that's it. We're going to get out of here. Till next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Colin. Have a good one. <laughs> Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph Podcast. 
industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, Seagraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.